You are out on the town. My name is Johnny Boisher, and we're just discovering everything that is awesome in Seattle, where it never rains, there is no traffic, and beer is food. How are you, Angela? <laughs> I'm good today. How are you, Johnny? I'm very good. I'm very good. You know, it's really funny. Uh, I got in the elevator at my building, and this new resident in my building gets on and says, do you know what's up with all the traffic? And I said... It's a booming town. Get used to it. <laughs> I mean, it's fantastic. There are so many people coming into this town. And I woke up this morning to the sound of the beginning of the rock and roll marathon. Oh. Because it echoed into my house. There's this little lip over my patio that, that like all the noise from the center comes right into my house. And I love it. I, oh, I, didn't I, that start early? Oh, yeah, it did. And they, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't have to live through that. And they shot off a <laughs> cannon. There were 1,700 runners. Oh, my goodness. That's where 1,700 runners registered. How are you, Rachel? I am just lovely. You are just lovely. Yes. You look spectacular. Yes, thank you. Your hair is awesome. Oh, this way, man. You were. Yes, purple. Is that magenta? Thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know because I'm colorblind. What color According is it? According to my fingernail polish bottle, which <laughs> matches, it's called Purple Passion. Yes. It's purple. <laughs> I went to the salon I was like, I need purple passion on my head. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. It really is. Yeah, so, it's all natural. It is? No, it's clearly all natural. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, after last week's show, which mm-hmm. was all about Mojam, which oh, is spectacular, that was so much fun. and which is yeah. So then we went on Monday. Yes. Yeah, and I I went, and then by the time you got there, I was leaving. You were leaving, and my man friend that went with me was like, "We're just going to stay for a few minutes." I'm Your hungry. man friend. My man friend. He's not a boy. He's a man, so he's my man friend. <laughs> I don't have a boyfriend. We're all boys. But he, we were only going to stay for a little bit. We got there at eleven. Yeah. Yeah, we were there till one. What'd you think? It was. Fun. The teaching play. It was played. so much fun. I didn't get to see the teaching. I'm going that, this like Monday for Grammy the teaching. Grammy-nominated band playing at Mojam. They backed up uh, Macklemore. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Cool. They were spectacular. Oh, it was so much fun. So we did get there while at the end while they were going. So right before uh, the teaching, everybody out there, you got to go to Mojam Monday. You you have to go. The views I'm expressing views. Um, yeah, <laughs> they are ours. They, ours they, alone, except for Rachel's. They're just mine. <laughs> um, so what was I saying? No. So right at the beginning, uh, the big funny who was here yeah. got up on the stage, and you know nobody introduced him. He just walked up and goes, "This is the strangest way for a show to start." I mean, I just stand up here, and that means the show's beginning. Uh, you know, there's no introductions or anything like that. And he came off the stage, and I was like, "Hey, man, I am the host of a radio show. How come you didn't have me introduce you?" And he goes, "You're hired." Nice. So, what a way to get a job. So, well, yeah, there's a lot of pay in that. So on Monday, this week at least, I'm going to be getting up. And I tried stand-up once before, and I was awful. 
You so sat anybody, down? Oh, no, it was really bad. <laughs> it was, no, I don't, but I'll have, whatever. I'm just really introducing them. Well, so. I'm going to for sure be there at the beginning next week then. Okay. It was fun. They keep telling me I have to get up and sing at some point. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't improvise. <laughs> so, um, what you? So, what else did you do this week? Did you discover any new places that we need to tell uh, everybody about? No, we stuck with our old haunts. But I made a good old fashioned surf and turf last night. That was delicious. But you weren't out on the town. I was you were cooking. You were in, I was cooking. At you're home. a you, you're a yeah. chef. Well, I'm a. We're going to be talking. Cook, yeah. We're going to be talking to your brother later. We are. He's the executive chef. Cool. We're also going to be talking to the beer savant. Exciting. Uh, Matt Younts, the beer savant. He's at uh, the tricycle races. We're going to be talking to him later. I but want last the night, races. last night I had such a good time. I bar hopped. Where'd you go? So my wife and I left and we walked through the Seattle Center and we tried to find ice cream and failed. It's but on Capitol Hill. Right. There's ice cream. <laughs> I mean, whatever. So. <laughs> So then we uh, then I got a phone call from a friend who was at Rocco's and he said you should come down here. Um, young guy, he said I'm with, yeah, he said I'm I'm with a couple of ladies. Did you say can I leave my wife? And at I home? said I'm bringing my <laughs> wife and you're buying us drinks. So we went there and I had a whiskey sour, which oh. at Rocco's is spectacular. Rocco's fa- fantastic cocktails. So refreshing, and I always had I always get the egg. A lot oh, yeah. of yeah, I always yeah. do it with the egg. Do you I'm do it with the egg? Sour. Do you know? Do you have whiskey sours, Rich? Rich? I don't. I'm a beer drinker. Oh well, that's good because I, we're all about beer. I'm yeah, a beer, I do beer drinker and cider. too. I don't really know my liquor. Well, well, I mean, as I mean, beer but is with food. With the egg, I don't know what that means. It sounds awful. Oh, it's no, frothy it, it and foams delicious. It up. Oh, like literally an egg. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, just the egg white. white. It's egg white. Okay. Do you do you eat that? It, no. It's shaken it. into the drink. Oh. It becomes part of the drink, like a simple syrup or, you know, a sugar water. Yeah. But it's not at all I mean, like simple syrup or sugar texture. water. No, it's not. Do you like taste it? it, it or you like, oh, no, no you don't taste it. It, it gives it texture. Silkiness really? and smoothness with yeah. a nice foamy layer on top and it's just yeah. luscious. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. Gives never it heard of that. Yeah. So then we were going to, so then we were walking home and there was Wakefield there, which is a really cool place that we had on the show a few weeks ago. And we were like, ah, let's go into Wakefield for one more. And while I was in there, my good friend Tim texts me, and he's around. So he comes in. It was his 50th birthday. Oh, fun. Yeah. So, uh, Decade birthdays are the And what best. did I have there? I had a Manhattan, but it's sort of an altered Manhattan. It was um, bourbon with this thing from, uh, from uh, what's my problem? Brovo. <laughs> called Boomerang, which was designed by a rather famous bartender. So it's a little bourbon, a little boomerang, and some bitters. Oh, nice. It's like a Manhattan. It was delicious. But different. It's really good. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and then um, and then I went home. And I woke up this morning at 5 o'clock to the oh, sound of... Uh, of the, yeah. <laughs> I would have been throwing water balloons at him saying, shut up. I want to go back to sleep. This town is so awesome. <laughs> and I want to call out, there's this, there's a gentleman on the radio um, on another station. He says something about being born in the bad streets of Ballard or something like that. I forget how he, you know, the mean streets of Ballard. Uh-huh. And all he does is complain about this town. Sounds like he's something I can't call him on air. I don't <laughs> think he, I don't think he... I, he did this thing about the corridor where he kept on talking about how the people were awful and there were, 
you know, it was just, and instead of trying to overcome it, I mean, when I moved here, there were some issues on the streets. I used to walk out at two o'clock in the morning with my dogs and scare the crack dealers away and call the cops. And you know what I mean? I I just called the guy and we took care of it. Ed Murray, who he also complains about, got rid of all of those of that of the issues on the Pike Pine Corridor and going out at night late at night is so awesome now in downtown Seattle. It's so clean. It's so nice compared to what it used to be. Yeah, I w- I've only been in Seattle for 4 years, so I've only seen the recent transition. I think I've been here for 8 years. Okay. Yeah. So they talk about Capitol Hill and and that back in the day and I've I've not experienced any of it. I've I was spoiled. I got here just exactly on my birthday, on my 40th birthday. On your and 40th. it has been fantastic. I always feel safe. I love going out. I love everything about Seattle. Yeah, we just got to get people to go out. Yeah. One place everybody has to go is the Pine Box. I haven't been there yet. Now, I'm the excited. Pine Box is one of the greatest beer bars you got to go, Rachel. And Where is this? It's on Melrose and Pine, and it's in the building that used to be a, like a funeral home, and Bruce Lee, among other people, was oh, interred there. That's the name really? Pine Box. The pi- that's the name, the that's Pine Box. And uh, <laughs> this guy, Ian Roberts, who is also part of, of uh, Seattle Beer Week, and Matt Younes, who's part of Seattle Beer Week, but it's owned by Ian Roberts, and uh, it is the coolest place. And today, they're having tricycle races. Uh, in this is like a kickoff for Fort George Beer's three-way IPA, which is, <laughs> and the three-way IPA is a collaboration of, oh no, Fort George, Freem, and I think Georgetown. But we're going to find out because Matt Younts, the beer savant, will be coming on the show after we take a break and... Uh, so there we have it. Let's go to a break. Hey! So the other week my father-in-law visits, he and I don't agree on anything. We went to Pike Place Market to see the sights, and after some shopping and small talk, we both got pretty hungry. Only where to go? Then it hits me. The Athenian Seafood Restaurant and Bar. Located in the heart of Pike Place Market, the Athenian is the perfect combination of exquisite food and a comfortable setting. He ordered one of 19 locally crafted beers on tab, and the pan-seared sea scallops with sun-dried tomato cream sauce, all served on a bed of spinach. I stuck with a classic burger made to perfection, and a delicious locally made root beer from Crater Lake. The food and service were fantastic, and you just can't beat those views of Puget Sound. He couldn't stop talking about it all day. Well, we finally agree on something, and now he can't wait to come back so we can visit the Athenian. You know, as father and son, the Athenian Seafood Restaurant and Bar... Experience it. Let's talk about 8 Seconds Canadian Whiskey. Three distinct whiskeys all from the same rodeo of smooth, powerful goodness. 8 Seconds Blended Canadian. Take it on the trail or enjoy it after the show. 
This brawny Canadian whiskey is the perfect blend of hard work and finesse. Eight Seconds Black, a rich, full-flavored eight-year whiskey, a tad darker than the original, aromas of mocha and pepper, a tasty and smooth whiskey that finishes long with toffee and spice. And then Eight Seconds Honey Cinnamon. The devil himself won't get into the ring with this bull. Honey and cinnamon naturally spices up this aged whiskey for a perfect blend with curative powers. Get into the ring with 8 Seconds Canadian Whiskey. And don't forget, drink responsibly. God, I love that music. It's this, so much fun. It is so good. The charming bastards <laughs> with my brother, Chris. I have some very exciting news. We have a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Our sponsor is North Coast Brewing Company and specifically Brother Thelonious. Brother Thelonious is such an awesome beer. Um, it's, uh, oh, what's going on here? I'm, I've lost some... Uh, this is a like a Belgian strong dark ale. It's nine and a half percent, and um, it has a picture of Brother Thelonious on the label with the piano keys around his head. It is the most delightful Belgian strong dark. And I think I saw about half of everyone drinking that at Mojams well, on Monday. They're also part of Mojam. And they are going to be part of our show. I am very proud and happy to say they are sponsoring a live remote, ladies and gentlemen, from downtown once a month. Oh, fun. At locations to be announced. So stay tuned. And also, when you get a chance, go to northcoastbrewing.com and check out all their amazing beers. They do a Scrimshaw Pilsner, which is fantastic. They got Acme IPA. Acme Pale Ale, Prankster, which is one of my all-time favorites. It's a like a Belgian golden ale. It's fantastic. Oh, nice. And our other new sponsor, which I'm really happy to talk about, is Decopa Brands. Decopa Brands is a very small collection of eclectic wines from Spain, Portugal, Chile, a few other places. And uh, they do a cava called Bonaval, which is from Extremador, which is a Brut Nature. And Brut Nature is drier than Brut. So it's lower in calorie, less sugar. There's no dosage in the, in the ferment, secondary fermentation, so you don't have the extra sugar. But it still has incredible like body and flavor. It's, it's, fan- and- oh, it's fantastic. Oh. It's called Bonaval. And See, now he, you're talking to me. I'm a wine girl. And he also does Karma, Carmenere, and Keith Johnson from Decopa basically put on a backpack and went to Chile and hitchhiked around and found some winery and <laughs> hooked him up and owns the brand from the, the, the vines to the bottle in front of you. It's in, in its seventh vintage, and it's delicious. Oh. So we'll be learning more and more about that. My birthday's in January. So, uh, everybody, we have Matt Younce on the line. How are you, Matt? Good. How are you, John? I'm excellent. And have you've never met Angela? I have not met Angela, but I'm sure we will in due time. Yes. Oh, uh, I want to ride a tricycle. 
Well, we're on our way. <laughs> as soon as the show's over, we're coming right down there. So, all right, we got to find out about these tricycle races. Well, this is uh, it's kind of a, uh, the kickoff for a, a beer by a small brewery in Astoria called Fort George. Awesome and brewery. They, yeah, they they are big fans of working with their friends. So they've for three years now got two of their favorite breweries in the neighborhood or in the in the state or in the in the couple state area, and they pick them and they all brew one beer together and they release it. So they the, the kickoff of this brand is this, this trike races. Which uh, is exactly what it is. It's a mini course set up in a parking lot of these little trikes, and people race for fancy <laughs> trophies and glory. <laughs> these tricycles, you were describing these tricycles to me. They're steel. Yeah, they're steel. They're custom made. I think that they got them made in Germany. Um, they're just a really good rugged bike if your kid's a little, little gnarly on stuff. But uh, because not everyone is built like me, who was built perfectly for riding a tiny trike, some of the handles were modified. <laughs> So regular sized people could ride them. So it's so your knees didn't hit the handlebars, right? Exactly. Yeah. But it also makes it much harder to control. So you get a lot of well, you know, and there's also some people drinking some awesome three way beer before, during, and after the pit races. So right. <laughs> All right. Maybe Kinda I like, don't want to ride a trike. Oh no. <laughs> so uh, when do the races kick off? Uh, they are doing the prelims right now, getting everybody signed up. They should officially start about four thirty, and uh, they go until the last person is standing. Nice. So let's talk about the beer. Fort George. Who's the brewer? Yeah, so they, they've been making this beer. Like, like I said, they want to make a beer with their friends. Uh, three years ago, the first uh, brewery they worked with was uh, New Old Lompoc and Gigantic. Those are both Portland proper breweries. Uh, last year, they worked with Boneyard and Block 15. That was a brewery that a bend. And this year, they chose two breweries from uh, Washington State. Uh, Georgetown Brewing, makers of uh, Manny Taylor, and also Cream Family Brewery out of Hood River. Uh, uh. It's always kind of a nice beer style beer. It's a little bit bitter, but it's not too bitter for summertime. It's not too malty. It's about six percent. Super easy to drink. But they each have a taste how the beer is built, and they uh, kind of make this one-off beer. They make it once a year. It's, a, it's a kind of a one-off release, and when it's done, it's done until next year. So it sounds like the races are starting or kind of cutting out there. Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's the prelims, and people. Uh, there's this little tiny hill, and so it's funny to watch people try and get up and down it because it doesn't look very big when you're walking. <laughs> We've already had one casualty of somebody being a little too lanky and trying to take the turn a little too fast and already toppled over. So, right. And, and oh. so you were the champion last year, weren't you? Yeah, actually, uh, possibly going to maintain my title here again this year. The trophy's pretty cool, so I might want to fight for it. <laughs> but again, like, I'm one of the few people who have the actual perfect body size. I have the body size for riding a trike and a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> and you sound a little sober. <laughs> I'm totally sober. Sober as a judge. Sober as a judge. I know a lot of drinking judges. So what what uh, what beer makers are there? Are there any uh, brewers there today? Uh, we got Brad, who is the uh, basically marketing manager from Fort George here. He's out racing the trikes now. Uh, sounds like Manny, uh, founder of Georgetown and name, namesake of the beer, will be here a little after 4.30. Okay. Um, got a couple people hanging out. And what's on tap besides Fort George Three Way? Uh, Fort George has uh, Three Way. They also have uh, the Truffle Shuffle, named uh, for the Truffle Shuffle dance that our friend did in Goonies because they're right down the block from the Goonies house. Right. And then uh, Plasm IPA, which is an IPA made with uh, Plasm Records down in uh, Eugene, Oregon. Plasm Records. Tell us about Plasm Records. Uh, this is a small record, uh, they, a small record company. And they they've done it. They did one up here uh, with Suicide Records of Seattle. They like they're big fans of music, so they try and find collaboration partners that fit both sides of it. So they will do the, the Plasm 
record people helped design the label, and I had the ideas about the beer before George brewed it. They did the same thing with Suicide Squeeze records up here a few years ago in Seattle. Just kind of, they like working with the, with the neighborhoods their beer is sold in, so they try and pick something different to keep things fresh and exciting. It is a fantastic brewery and brew pub. I was down there for a whole weekend, uh, and then I was there last week, actually, uh, or two weeks ago. Um, you've spent some time there, right? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that building was damn near being set to be condemned, and then Chris Nimitz, the owner, got the people together, and they bought the whole building, and they've been refurbishing it. And there's some, they, they own the whole building, but they've also they rented out to little little uh, artisans. There's a glass blower in there. There's a bakery in there. But they've been able to... There was a fire that struck it in the 1800s, so it was still kind of busted up. But they were able to remodel it, and they have one of the most beautiful second-story views of the river you can imagine out there. It is. It's unbelievable. They're floor-to-ceiling windows, the most beautiful bar. Yep. They uh, they got pizza, and then they have another bar. They own the whole block, and you can... uh, Yeah, and then you'll... um, And cornhole. They play cornhole. That's all we did all week was... I mean, all weekend was play cornhole. It's the most fun game... That's a drinking game that's much easier than riding trikes. I will give you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just got the chef out the chef out of the kitchen of the pine box on a trike to take her practice run. Oh. So who's <laughs> winning? Uh, right now it's just prelims. They haven't done the official kickoff of the races yet because some of these people were a little nervous because, you know, when's the last time a grown man rode a trike? Ah. Some people are a little frightened about getting back on a trike, but as they practice, they keep getting a little bit more into it, so... Well, tricycles will go over before a bike will. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I like, t- well, I like the three wheels better than the two wheels. You do? Yeah, well, three wheels, you know, you got a little more stuff on the ground than just two wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is uh, is Ian there? Yeah, Ian is, I think he's officiating right now. He's officiating the races. Yeah, I think he's at the edge. You want to you give him a holler? Well, if he's got time, I would love to talk to Ian. Well, while, you, while you're trying to get him... Uh, We'll uh, we'll just chat over here. All right, well here here it seems right here. Hold on. Oh, we. Got... Hey John, how you doing? Good. How are you, Ian? I'm great. How are you? Oh, we are just fantastic. I'm here with Angela and Rachel, and uh, I'm really uh, actually it's the only thing I would rather do than do this radio show is be in that trike race. You you'd rather ride bicycles in the sun right now, or or tricycles, I should say. Yeah. No, I'd rather <laughs> ride a tricycle at your bar while a little bit hammered with uh, some beer. <laughs> well, there's enough of us doing that for you, I think. So, no. <laughs> Not the <Yeah>. same. <laughs> Listen, uh, one day, and I'm going to say this on the air right now, we should do a show from the Pine Box. Hey, any day. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I would love to do that. How many beers do you have on tap there? It's a, I know we've talked about this before, but it, let's say it's a new show. We have 33 beers on tap right now. 30? I mean, at all times, we have 30 beers, three beers on tap. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little windy because I'm actually riding the tricycle as we speak right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm rounding a curve right now, and I'm trying to beat this other guy right now. But I, I can still talk. It's fun. I, go, I go, 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 go. No, I'm going to go. I'm going for it. Uh, Get him. Uh, I want you to there's, win. There's, there's people on the way. There's beer spilling everywhere. But I'm, I'm rounding the curve right now. <laughs> ah, I lost. Okay. All right. Ah. What, what questions do you have? Sorry. No, I got no. distracted. Um, I didn't. It's your fault, John. Were you really riding just now? <laughs> No, yeah, I just finished. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, oh man. I, I hope we didn't yeah. call... I I didn't... People, are cheering, but people are cheering, but I didn't actually win, so uh, it's fine. I feel it's bad fine. now. Don't, don't, be another, don't be another round for me, you know. Oh, you get another chance? It's not a single elimination? 
It's not a single elimination. Well, I mean, it helps when you own the bar, so I can actually, you know. <laughs> unfortunately, I can, you know, fudge the rules a little bit. But. Well, as soon as <laughs> as soon as uh, as soon as the show is over, uh, we are going to shoot down there as fast as we possibly can, so we can see the end of the races. How Put late? Do, how, yeah. la- how late do you think the races are going to go? You know, we're probably actually finish up around six. All right. We're gonna we're we're gonna shoot down there as fast as we can. It's pretty heated races. You know, we've done them before in four wheels and it lasts until seven. But with one less wheel, we get done quicker. Well, when <laughs> when it's all done, because we're gonna be there later, can Johnny and I take a ra- lap? <laughs> well, there'll still be good beer on tap, so don't worry about that. There'll be good beer on tap and maybe a tricycle I could try. It's for next year. Maybe, yeah. We, we've had taller people on them before. Okay, so. that's all right. That's good. Thank you very much, Ian. You know we're gonna uh, we're gonna cut back to the show now. We're gonna tell everybody where you're located, and uh, and uh, next time we talk, hopefully we will be at the Pine Box broadcasting from there. That would be awesome. All right, sounds great. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Talk to you. Bye. And that's it. That's it. They're gone. Oh, them, not us. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> okay, and we're done here. So I can't believe you've never been to the Pine Box and Fort George Brewery, which is in Astoria, and it's right at the mouth of the Columbia River. And Last time I was in Astoria, though, I was 16, so that doesn't count. Oh, well. I couldn't enjoy it. <laughs> you were, But you were there. I, well, they probably weren't there. So uh, Fort George is like, uh, they are... The second largest employer in Astoria, which is, and, and it's funny because they joke about it because <laughs> it's a really small <laughs> town. It's like, that's not very cool. But the first largest one is the hospital. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're, they are really the large, I mean, they're not sending They're, they're the largest the employer and it's a cool town. <laughs> the Goonies thing is not. Uh, oh, I not wanted a, to go to the anniversary this year of the Goonies. You really did? I did. I really did. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I, 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 I didn't want to go yeah. to that. I've been to the Goonies house. You yeah. have? Took a trip there. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. So uh, anybody who wants to be involved uh, or watch the tricycle races, you go right now to the Pine Box, which is on the corner of Melrose and Pine. Uh, so before you're all the way up the hill there. And walk, run. It's, um, it's a cool little place. Uh, as we were talking about this before, we weren't on the air when we were talking to this. Uh, it, it, it was a... A funeral home where Bruce Lee was interred and there's this amazing picture of uh, famous actors you gotta look it up uh, Steve McQueen oh, uh, really? carrying Bruce Lee's coffin out the door oh wow yeah so uh. yeah you gotta get down there so where are we at uh, we're gonna go to a commercial break right now and uh When we get back, uh, we have a little bit of uh, Johnny's Good Spirits. So the other week my father-in-law visits, he and I don't agree on anything. We went to Pike Place Market to see the sights, And after some shopping and small talk, we both got pretty hungry. Only where to go? Then it hits me. The Athenian Seafood Restaurant and Bar. Located in the heart of Pike Place Market, the Athenian is the perfect combination of exquisite food and a comfortable setting. 
He ordered one of 19 locally crafted beers on tab, and the pan-seared sea scallops with sun-dried tomato cream sauce, all served on a bed of spinach. I stuck with a classic burger made to perfection, and a delicious locally made root beer from Crater Lake. The food and service were fantastic, and you just can't beat those views of Puget Sound. He couldn't stop talking about it all day. Well, we finally agree on something, and now he can't wait to come back so we can visit the Athenian. You know, as father and son, the Athenian Seafood Restaurant and Bar. Experience it. Let's talk about 8 Seconds Canadian Whiskey. Three distinct whiskeys all from the same rodeo of smooth, powerful goodness. 8 Seconds Blended Canadian. Take it on the trail or enjoy it after the show. This brawny Canadian whiskey is the perfect blend of hard work and finesse. 8 Seconds Black, a rich, full-flavored 8-year whiskey, a tad darker than the original, aromas of mocha and pepper, a tasty and smooth whiskey that finishes long with toffee and spice. And then 8 Seconds Honey Cinnamon. The devil himself won't get into the ring with this bull. Honey and cinnamon naturally spices up this aged whiskey for a perfect blend with curative powers. Get into the ring with 8 Seconds Canadian Whiskey. And don't forget, drink responsibly. I want a Brother Thelonious. <laughs> North Coast Brewing Company is proud to partner with the Thelonious Monk Institute of Jazz in support of jazz education. The brewery makes a donation to the Institute for every bottle of Brother Thelonious Belgian-style Abbey Ales sold. So get one now because jazz, which is my favorite go-to music, must stay alive. It's like a Belgian... Dark, strong ale. This beer is rich and robust with an ABV of 9.3. The package features a label picturing the jazz master himself and comes in either a 375 or a 750 bottle with a traditional cork and wire finish. Or in a 12-ounce four-pack. This is really spectacular beer. Um, They also have a recording label, and they... um, have the, one of their albums has Helen Sung playing the piano. I, if I could find uh, all of the people that are on the album, but Helen Sung played my jazz club in New York. She was a graduate, and all the people in the in the uh, I think it's a quintet are graduates of the Thelonious Monk Institute. Oh wow! The album is spectacular. So if you go to the North Coast Brewing website, which I believe is just uh, northcoastbrewing.com, you can find out all about these beers and enjoy delicious beer of all kinds of styles. And furthermore, they subscribe to the Reinholzgebot. Now, you're a beer person. Do you know what that is? I don't. That Should is I? the oldest food purity law in the world. It is... Uh, the, it's the German purity law. So the, there's only four ingredients in every single one of their beers, and the variation in style is spectacular. So there's only malt, water, yeast, hops. That's it. That's it. In every single one of their beers. So they just adjust the ratios. Clean, delicious, yeah. perfect. It's great beer. 
So there you have it. The sponsor of this show, the new sponsor of this show. We welcome them. Thank you very much. So last week or two weeks ago, ago. I went to Oregon and I went to uh, Pelican Brewing and I went to Fort George. But on the way to Pelican, I stopped at this really cool cidery and uh, I was able to chat with the owners of the cidery. And uh, this is what happened. And now it's time for Good Spirits with Johnny Boyshire. Hello, everybody. We are out of the town. We came down to Salem. This is Johnny. You are out of the town. I came to uh, Wandering Angus Anthem Cidery, and I'm sitting here with uh, Rick Gunn. Nick Gunn. Nick Gunn. Close. What is my problem? N's and R's is so close in the alphabet. No, no, no. So we were tasting cider all day, but let, no, come on, let's get down to brass tacks. Right now we're tasting brandy, Calvados. Yeah, we kind of jumped straight to the end of the tour here on the tasting scale. This brandy was actually distilled from our cider from Clear Creek Distillery in Portland. And we basically sent them 600 gallons of fermented cider. They distilled it for us, and we've been aging it for five years. Oh, this is awesome. Uh, it's kind of one of our pet projects. It's not really something that we're able to sell, but we can make a pomo out of it, and we're pretty proud of it. That's very cool. We're ja- joined by James Kahn, your partner. Hi. <laughs> it's James' so, birthday today, by the way. I know. <laughs> How old are you? I am 30 years old today. Exactly. <laughs> so we, we were tasting a lot of cider. You haven't always been here. Yeah. In this location. Where, where did you guys start? Uh, we were out at a farm where our apple orchard, our original apple orchard was, which is northwest of Salem, about 15 minutes outside of Salem. And uh, we planted four acres out there and had a little converted pole barn that we turned into our cidery. It's about 3,000 square feet. We had a tasting room. Uh, and we quickly outgrew it, especially recently. We had a lot of uh, we've had a lot of uh, growing pains. Lately. So bi- well, business is well, that's business good. Is good. That's good. That's nice. So if you had to explain an overall philosophy, I could try and come up one with the ciders that you're doing because you do spectacular ciders. We were talking about the difference between Anthem and Wandering Angus. Anthem being. Anthem, basically, thanks for the lead-in, is <laughs> a, a dessert apple-based cider. So essentially, we started our business with Wandering Angus, which is made with apples that are grown just for cider making. Uh, some dual-purpose apples, but generally apples that are really sharp, bitter, tannic, uh, have a higher fermentable uh, sugars. They're more wine glass ciders. With Anthem, we saw the opportunity, and I say we, this is actually something James brought into our business that we were able to find a way to grow our capacity and our sales with a product that was still quality made, but using a different variety of apple. Eating apples, Red Delicious, John Gold, Granny Smith, more quaffable, more of a pint glass cider, uh, and it's provided a lot of growth and really is targeting the marketplace right now, which is kind of more interested in a lighter cider as opposed to some of the Wandering Angus ciders, which tend to be a little more... Uh, bitter, tart, higher alcohol. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Wandering Angus. Now, we, we just did the tour of the uh, cidery, and you seem to be bringing uh, real craft artisan cider in 
a pro and a package and at a price that is pretty much available to everybody and that's what you were talking about james yeah yeah so so the thing with cider is that a lot of people um in the craft cider there's kind of craft cider and artisan cider artisan cider are more state based so they're growing their own apples they're smaller farms and what they tend to do they they try to shoot more for a wine um, crowd, but what we found over time is that cider is definitely a style of craft beer um, that's being uh, accepted as legitimate and diverse, and that's why you're seeing a lot of success with cider in Seattle, um, in particular. Um, and what we're trying to do with Anthem Line is is make it more affordable, like a brewery. Um, so we press the apples two days before we get them. We're using apples that are readily available, as opposed to the other model, um, where the heirloom Wandering Angus cider apples are less available. They're very expensive, more like Chardonnay wine grape prices. Um, so we have those two lines that are really hard to balance. Um, but what we're really trying to do is make all of our ciders accessible um, with their price points. Um, so what we've done with the can is brought uh, a can costs a lot less than a bottle does. Um, so we're canning now, and this is the... <laughs> this is the <laughs> now we're talking. Now yeah, we're that's, talking yeah, right. that's we're the talking. can right there. Um, <laughs> And uh, it, it allows us to get to a six-pack, which isn't on the market right now, a craft can of six-pack um, cider that is uh, 10 to 11 bucks for a six-pack, um, which doesn't exist. So there's a lot of craft ciders in four-packs, but we're trying to really break into the same as craft um, beer has in cans and really get that phenomenon. And again, it's, it's getting cider to people where they want to use it. They want to take it to the beach. They want to go camping. Um, and making it accessible so that it's enjoyable for for everyone. Well, it's definitely going to work. I have no, absolutely no doubt about that. How many markets are you in in the United States? Uh, our favorite market is Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're we're in a number of them. But our 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 best market is Oregon. Um, next is Washington, and then third is California. Um, and that's about ninety five percent of our sales. Um, and then we do cover a bunch of other states, and the reason why um, there's about 15 other states we cover, um, but we've been in the business for over 10 years now, um, and uh, when we started, we had to shotgun it. So we were making high-end ciders. It was Wandering Angus only at that time, so we were trying, just like a winery, trying to find the places that would buy it throughout the country, um, and then we opened up a bunch of different states to be able to sell the ciders that we were making then. Um, well, that's, so if you had to describe the different, like you each obviously have a different job, but so you are uh, cider master, Nick, Nick head of c- operations, cider master, head of operations. <clears throat> kind of the, the the original cider maker. But I've since I've actually started taking on a lot more sales duties. James and Nick, we've both kind of agreed are the best mouthpieces for our company right now. So we are out doing a lot. James was just in Southern California doing sales. <clears throat> We're planning a trip up to Seattle, actually, uh, the week after next. We're out on the road a lot. A lot of our job, my job, used to be making the cider solely. And now that we've been able to hire some very competent cider makers in the back, uh, there's I've kind of become an evangelist of sorts, where I'm traveling the country and preaching our brand, but really brand our our. Uh, our sector, the economy of cider first. So we're preaching the category and it's a really big deal because we used to be the only good cider out there and that was lonely and (laughs) very scary. Our business, you know, kind of hung in the balance and it's really, it feels better. It it not only feels better, it is better for us that there's a lot of great ciders coming out now. Seattle is 
a burgeoning cider marketplace. I mean, it's 4.5% of the beer market right now in Seattle is cider. And it's that way for a reason. Seattle, folks in Seattle, as with folks in Portland, really get craft beer. They get fine food. Really, quality cider is something that's making them very excited right now because it didn't used to exist. And now that it exists in a quantity, we're, our own sales are growing. We're obviously we're needing to make some our own hires on our own sales side just to make sure our name is still out there prominently. But it's, it's better that we're not the only cider there anymore. And so Nick and James, more or less, have been doing a lot of on-the-ground talking to people about cider lately. Well, it's very cool. It's really cool to be out of the town with Nick and James from Wandering Angus. I have one more question for each of you, and that would be, of all the ciders in the world, what is your favorite, James? My favorite would be our Golden Russet. It is the pinnacle of cider. It has all the attributes that you're looking at for cider. It's got some that sweet tart balance, even though it's dry. Um, it's got good tannin structure, and it has a wonderful mouthfeel and roundness to it. Um, outside of that, I would say a lot of English ciders and French ciders in general, kind of your farmstead, country, house cider that you can't get on the market, and you have to go there and get it. The Golden Russet is cool. When you, when you come back to Seattle, we'll talk about Golden Russet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll come to our uh, beer hour. And yours? <clears throat> I'll drill in on two very specific ones. Uh, Spanish cider, Isatega, is my go-to for nice. Spanish. All right. It's funky, but not overly funky. Uh, it's overly I, funky for me. but Some I, people <laughs> might find it's it pretty offensive. pretty funky, yeah. No. But that's kind of my style. Like uh, That's my, I would say, evolved or accustomed taste. I uh, have grown to appreciate those. And then the other one is... Uh, one that James and James knows very well, Easy Orchards, which is a friend of ours, Kevin Zelinsky. I know, yeah, um, those are great ciders. He makes amazing stuff, and they're you know I I think our cider is kind of the best stuff out there, but those guys, both Isategas of the world and Kevin Zelinsky's, are taking risks that are pretty impressive, and they make really good cider. It's not really the cider for everyone, but it's like the cider maker's cider. It's a really those are good ones to try. So. Well, very cool. Thanks to both of you for your time to be with me on You Are Out of the Town. This is Johnny Boisher, and thank you, Nick. Thank you, James. This is Wandering Angus and Anthem Cidery. What a great trip. Oh, it really was a great trip. It was, it was a fantastic trip. I wasn't invited. Well, no, you weren't. And uh, <laughs> So I was out of the town, and Nick and James were so cool. And I, if you go on to the Facebook page, go to our Facebook page, everybody. You are out in the town. You'll see pictures of me. I worked the canning line. That's so cool. You know, because you know those new packs, and they have the, the snap, you know, those plastic things that snap over the top instead oh, yeah, of the... yeah, to hold them instead yeah, of the ones that... It's, yeah. yeah, instead of the ones that kill, kill fish. Birds. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, they, the facility is amazing, and they are so meticulous about how they make their ciders, um, and you should go out and grab one. I want to try that golden russet one. Yeah. That sounds up my alley. Yeah, it's, it's worth a trip. It's definitely worth a trip. Um, yeah, so it was right on the way to Pelican. When, so it's just uh, a little bit south and west of Portland. How convenient. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really cool. cool. So we're going to go out of the out of the town once more because you know every once in a while when you uh when you need a break from all the uh fantastic things that are going on here you want to go to a resort, right? Oh, of course. So where are we going, Angela? <laughs> we are going to Moclips. Moclips. Yeah, you can say Gesundheit. <laughs> and and who's Mo- Gesundheit? 
Uh, so uh, this is your family's resort. My family's resort. Yes, they moved there when it was just the house with three little cabins back in 1950 something, and then they eventually created more cabins and hotel rooms, and then a restaurant, and then the restaurant burnt down, and now it's back. And we have Jess on the line. Jess Owen, are you yes, there? Sir. Hey, how are you? Unbelievable. How are you doing? I'm really. You're unbelievable. I I believe it. I can hear you. No, really, he's unbelievable. <laughs> well, I'm Johnny <laughs> Boyser. It's a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure. This, this I, is my baby brother. It's your younger brother. My baby brother. Oh. Yes. So tell us about the resort. Tell us about Mo Clips, Jess. Oh gosh, Mo Clips is a wonderful, quiet spot. Actually, uh, the resort was just recognized uh, with the. Uh, uh, Northwest Best Places as the best place for peace and quiet. We got first place with that. Ooh, I like that. Tiny little town, only 200 residents, uh, nice, wide-open, sandy beaches. Ocean Crest Resort sits on a 120-foot bluff overlooking the ocean, and we have a nice wooded ravine, so it's really where the, the forest meets the sea. It's like rainforest on one side and ocean on the other. So where exactly is this? How do I get there? I'm leaving Seattle. I'm getting in my car. Where do I go? Uh, you're going to drive down the Puget Sound so you hit Olympia and then loop back up the sound a little bit and do west. You're going to turn right at Olympia. How long a ride is it? Uh, it's just only about three hours. We're, we're uh, 18 miles north of Ocean Shores, if you know where Ocean Shores is. Okay, yeah. I mean, eventually I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, unbelievably, we'd have people that would drive out from Seattle and I say, oh, wonderful. So you're staying with us? And they say, no, we're driving back. They would drive three hours to eat there and then three hours back to Seattle. So I know you're the executive chef. Yes, sir. And and people drive out there just to eat, which is fantastic. But you have room. You have cottages or rooms. What's up? Uh, we have 45 rooms in about 24 different amenity configurations. So, so we don't do the cookie-cutter hotel thing. Uh, in fact, one of the original cabins from when Grandma and Grandpa purchased the uh, the resort in 1953, by the way, Angela. Thank you. Um, uh, <laughs> one of them is still in service. Oh, uh, is that 315? Room 315. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so that's the one I request when I when I take oh, my no, wife there. You want the impossible room? I want the impossible room. Yes. Tell them about yes, the impossible yes. room. So, so this is, uh, I didn't quite understand what you're saying. There are some separate cottages and some grouped together? Yeah, there's, there's one separate cabin. There are three triplexes, one duplex. I see. Um, one building that has 15 units and another building that has the rest of them, but I can't do the math that fast. And they're right on the beach. Uh, we up 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 a hundred feet above the beach. Yes, Some of them do not have ocean views. Most of them do have ocean views. Can and you can get down. Is now your busy time? Uh, well, we're just about to get into the busy time. Yes, uh, as we go through June and into July. Fourth of July is huge out here on the Washington coast. Right. And, and then that'll carry us through the summer into uh, September, maybe even October, depending on if we get an Indian summer hanging on. Are you open in the wintertime, though? 
Oh, we are open year-round. We were actually the first resort to be open year-round on the Washington coast. Uh, when Grammy and Grandpa came out in 53, they had four kids in school, so they couldn't close down the resort and go to Arizona like everybody else did. Oh. And we do have a, a stairway going down to the beach, so you can walk down right on the ocean. And then at night, they light up the ocean uh, with a floodlight so that yes. you can dine and watch the ocean waves while you're eating. Oh. We used to tease people. They'd say, how, did the, how does the ocean light up? And we'd say, well, at dusk, we go down and we feed the electric eels and they light up. And people would be like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you get them enough wine, they'll believe anything. <laughs> so, uh, like in the wintertime, well, right now, I mean, what are the rates like? Uh, well, uh, our rates range from uh, $69 at night to $207 a night. Um, wow, the that's reasonable. Is, uh, Oh yeah, yeah. Two hundred and seven will get you a, uh, a two bedroom front ocean view with full kitchen, living room. It's it's fantastic. Actually, room six hundred one was our great grandmother's house. Yes. Oh wow! And what does sixty nine dollars get you? Uh, an economy studio, queen bed, um, bathroom, and a writing desk. See, that's perfect. I don't. I don't need a lot of space. That's right. <laughs> no ocean view. You, you want to go on the, the beach. You don't want to sit in the room. No, I, I mean, I, if, when I go out to a, that's fantastic. So you you really have a great range now, executive chef. Yes. What do you make? Oh my gosh, happy people. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. I like that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, what's your? We're a happy people factory. Is there a special speci- speciality at the oh, uh, yeah. restaurant? What do you got? Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, we have Grandma's famous clam chowder. We have to give that a little. A little plug there. Oh, and razor um, clams. Tell me about the clam chowder first. Uh, are okay. we talking Manhattan or cream? Neither. Well, here's the thing. Technically, it's a New England clam chowder because it is a dairy base. However, we use evaporated milk, which gives it a very different flavor, more more reminiscent of a bisque, if you will. Oh, Everyone I got you. Because if there's cheese yeah. in it, we we also don't use a roux, so uh, we don't thicken it with a roux. So it is gluten free. We were gluten free before it was cool. Oh wow. <laughs> And uh, just just a wonderful, different clam chowder. All right. And then what else? Oh, let's see here. Some of my specialties uh, are the uh, charbroiled wild salmon au poivre with maple and balsamic glazed strawberries. Nice. Oh, fantastic. Nice. A little bit of sweet, a little bit of acid. And even when you get those those cultivated strawberries out of California that, that don't have much flavor, somehow... Putting them in that maple balsamic sauce, it just makes that strawberry flavor just pop. Wow. Oh. Then, how, how, uh, go ahead. Oh, Angela? razor clams. Oh, razor clams. <laughs> Talk about the razor <laughs> clams. Of course, razor clams. Uh, nice and simple preparation. It's a simple breading. Dust and flour, egg wash, roll in panko, grilled nice, fast, and hot. Served with a uh, red chili aioli and a little bit of uh, pickled fennel okay. and celery. You know, razor clams, I you know, I guess they eat them on the East Coast, but the only thing I know about razor clams is that it almost cut my toe off when I was on the beach, like when I was a kid, and I, and I never ate them. I just was like, oh, oh razor gosh. clams. So, uh, they come yeah, without the, the, the razor shell clams on, on the saying. East Coast and also over in Europe are, are a completely different variety than we have here on the West Coast. Yeah, they're really small and sharp and nasty. And here yeah. they are gigantic, and somebody compared them to gooey duck. Is that true? Well, gooey duck is like a larger version of the razor clam, but they are still 
quite different beasts. Right, right. And they are a yeah. beast. So, yeah. <laughs> so if I come down there, uh, everybody, this is uh, you're out on the town, and we have Jess Owen uh, ta- speaking from Ocean Crest Resort. Ocean Crest Resort, uh, which is three hours away, and I'm going to go there. Uh, do you ha- do you have vacancies uh, throughout the summer that maybe my wife and I could come there and visit? Unfortunately, not unfortunately because you might come, just unfortunately because we're not sold out yet. But we'll get there. Oh, you will. Get, <laughs> oh, you'll get sold out. <laughs> You're on my show. Well, yes, want- yes, we do still currently have some vacancies. And we'll, we we'd have, be happy to see you. We have one beautiful room that was redone on the TV show, Hotel Impossible. That's the impossible room. It's oh, gorgeous. nice. That's the one you want to request. So where? how do people get in touch and make reservations? Well, you can uh, give us a call at uh, area code 360-276-4465. 360-476-2-7-6. Do it again, Angela. 360-276-4465. Okay. And then uh, you're, you have a website? Yep. Oceancrestresort.com is our website. Don't go to oceancrest.com. That's a Chevy dealership. <laughs> Make sure you do the resort. Okay. <laughs> and also our Facebook fans always, always, always get the best deal on the rooms. We post uh, Facebook fan specials every month. So like us on Facebook, join the conversation, see what we have to offer. Thank you very much, Jess Owen, executive chef at... Ocean Crest Resort. Ocean Crest Resort. And Angela Moore's baby brother. And Angela's <laughs> baby brother. Jess, yeah, she is my older sister. It, it, it's a it's a pleasure talking to you, and I'm I'm sure that I'll meet you soon. And uh, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thanks, Angela, for getting them. <laughs> Thank you for doing it, Jess. Tremendous. I look forward to feeding you. All right, <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> Talk to you later. So there All it right. is. There it is, everybody. Now we know where we're going to go. Uh, we have eaten up the hour, surprisingly. Uh, right so after quickly. this. We're going straight to the Pine Box to Definitely. catch the end of the tricycle races. And I'll video you on the tricycle. I'm in heels. Uh, well, I don't I, Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to. You can take your shoes off, can't you? I don't know. I think I could do it. I'd, I'd do it barefoot in a heartbeat. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm 6'3 and all legs. Oh, There's just well. no way. Um, and then after that, brief, shortly after that, I am going with my friend down to Lake Union, and we are kayaking. Oh, my goodness. We are going to kayak to another bar. I want to <laughs> kayak so badly. I've never done it. That's the well, I have I two kayaks try. on Lake Union. So, oh. Yeah, I like to kayak to Kiss Cafe. We got kayak to Westward. We, you know, we just kayak all over the place. I think that should be one of your remote interviews. We should go kayaking. Right, it's kind of hard beer. to take all that equipment though on <laughs> on the boat. I don't know th- your little recorder. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Had to try. What 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 are you going to do this week? This week, I you know I'm going to enjoy the sunshine, and um, I'm getting my boys and bring them back, so they'll we'll probably like hit Pike Street Market and do a lot of downtown stuff. Okay, arboretum and uh, lots of restaurants. And next week we will tackle again the subject of tipping. Okay, good. I promise. So I don't sound so mean. I Well, you are kind of mean. I'm not. There isn't a mean bone in my body. You're a little bit mean. <laughs> she is, right? Rachel, what are you doing this up. week? Um, A whole lot of working. whole lot of working? Yeah, a little you're, bit. Well, you're very good at it. Thank you. Yeah. It's my calling. What's your favorite place to go in Seattle? 
Um. Oh gosh. I know you're new here. I just like to go to Elkai. I live really close to Elkai, so Ooh. I go to the beach all the time. Oh, okay. I started doing paddleboarding. Oh, nice. It's my favorite, yeah. Very cool. Nice, nice. Very cool. Well, this has been You Are Out in the Town, the show about discovering everything awesome in Seattle where it never rains and there is no traffic. This is a production of That Boy Sure Is Company, tweeting at No Rain in Seattle. And please go to our Facebook page, You're Out in the Town. Hit like and find out what's coming up next, what happened before. And also on the Facebook page, you'll be able to catch uh, past shows. And eventually, I promise you, it's going to end up on iTunes, but it's not there yet. It's at archive.org, and it's at WordPress, and eventually it's going to be on iTunes. I just need some sort of an approval. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Have an excellent week, everybody. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. (laughs) 